and it's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mind offices. An argument by... Boyle Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. So, hello and welcome back to episode number 12 of the uh, Champ E podcast for series, or season three, Roland. Proudly sponsored by Boyle Sports, just myself and the Golden Groom. We're going to look ahead to what is an absolutely busy weekend of racing. Of course, we do have Fairy House on Saturday and Sunday. Entry, the uh, Boyle Sports uh, Beecher Chase and Manny Clouds Chase. And of course, we also have uh, the uh, the well-anticipated Tingle Creek, Roland, and it looks like they all stand. Yeah, so far, but we we wait. Uh, we wait to see what happens on um, Saturday morning. Um, it's uh, it's good ground at Sunday at the moment, but I'm sure they're going to water it and try their best. And you know we'll have racing there beforehand to see what 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 it's going to be like. But yeah, hopefully they stand their ground. Shishkin and Edwardstone, I suppose, are the two you'd be looking at. Who the trainers are a bit uh, flaky about running on on the quick ground. Flaky's the wrong word. They're just being careful, doing right by the horse. But it's a great race if they all show up. Um, I guess it revolves around Shishkin, doesn't it? It's the it's the 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 bone condition he's coming back from. If the real Shishkin shows up here, the one that was was running a uh, winning against an Ergamina Ascot last season and and winning a Kempton, uh, like he wins easily. Uh, but you just can't be sure, can you? Um, it's 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 that sort of race. He's kind of you could see him winning ten lengths. You could see him blowing out. Um, he just wouldn't be a proposition. Uh, the short prices like that wouldn't be my sort of bag anyway. But I don't see how anyone could really be getting stuck into Shishkin with that kind of hanging over him. You just don't know until uh, you see how he's going to return off that. Uh, what was that? A bone injury after Cheltenham last season. He is. Um, it, it, it's a pretty easy decision for me, Roland, to 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 take him on in this. Uh, and we will, I suppose. Look, I'm going to give you a show of betting very, very quickly. But just to run through the five cast, we want everyone once again to get involved. We've thirteen, um, thirteen people who've qualified for the draw, and of course, this is the uh, the chalice, the golden chalice. This week, we're going to take the winner out of the uh, the Boyle Sports uh, mug for last year's uh, last week's prize, I should say, which was, of course, a twenty pound free bet. Uh, with the uh, sponsors, Boyle Sports. And once again, we'll run the five cast again. The races are as follows. First race, Tingle Creek, 2.55 at uh, Sandown. Then we move on race two, the uh, Boyle Sports Beecher uh, Handicap Chase, which is an entry at uh, 2.05 on Saturday. And so we're going to look at three races at uh, Fairy House on Sunday. Of course, the Royal Bond uh, for the Novice uh, Hurdlers at uh, 1.25 is the third race on the five cast. The 1.55 uh, on, on Sunday's card of Fairy House is the Drinmore. And then the uh, 305, a really competitive uh, handicap uh, hurdle. So get your five cast down below. If you haven't uh, subscribed to the channel, you must uh, subscribe also to be able to chance of winning. And uh, finally, uh, yeah, back some winners. Put some, You have must have two winners or more uh, to uh, qualify for next week's draw. And the, uh, the Golden Chalice. Uh, next week, we'll be pulling names out of the hat once again. So we'll run down through uh, those who qualify for the draw. And we will be doing the, the draw live, but it's uh, time to rattle on, Mr. Groom. Uh, let's have a look at uh, what is, of course, the uh, the uh, Tingle Creek. They do stand their ground. You mentioned Shishkin. Um, he's 11 to 10 with the uh, sponsors, Boyle Sports. Uh, Grenatine, it's currently 2 to 1. We might have some news 
in relation to price boost later on in the show there. Edward Stone, six to one. Eight to one, a gentleman de me. Fanable de Sivla, uh, of course, uh, if I've pronounced that right, Venetia Williams uh, is 25 to one and done vegan. A big price for uh, Pat Fahey, that's 80 to one. Looking at this uh, particular contest, Ronan, who are you taking him on with? You've, you've mentioned you're going to take him on. Who, who's, the, who's the choice? I mean, Grenadine's the, the rock solid one, really. Like, when you uh, take into account his, his first run last season in the Haldan Gold Cup and, and compare it to this season, like, you'd have to say he's an improved model coming back to Sandown and obviously won this race last season off the back of the Haldan Gold Cup. He was much better at Exeter this year. He obviously won quite well, giving all that weight away. Um, Nichols is going to have him fired up. He's on record saying this is his kind of the two grade ones at Sandown or his water season whole, all the season revolves around and He's obviously a very good animal around Sandown, and he's 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 a more solid proposition to me at two to one than backing Shishkin off the back of that uh, injury uh, coming back on on a seasonal debut on ground that could you know Henderson could decide to take a chance on him, but it could be the ground could just ca- catch him out as well. So out of those two, I would go with Grenatine. I am a big fan of Edward Stone and Gentleman Demi. I think they're closely matched on their entry mm. form. Very disappointed with Gentleman Demi first time out with Nace, but was uh, listening to Patrick Mullins during the week and made the point that he was slow to come to hand last season and really came good in the spring. So maybe he will come good eventually. Edward Stone was obviously first time out here, but his best run last season, probably one of his best runs, maybe on, on a par with the Arkle win, was, mm. was his win in this Henry VIII. I thought he bolted up there on ground, very similar to this. You'd have loved him for, for him to get a little run in before but the ground just didn't come good for him. So maybe he'd just get catch, caught out here uh, first time out. But I'd be following him with the rest of the season in mind. But mm. uh, my way in is probably Granatine. I know you you like him as well, Basil. So that'd be two votes for him, I think. Yeah, it is uh, two votes from as you mentioned. You've said it all there. Obviously, the ground is a big one. Uh, Grenity likes decent ground. He's only re- officially rated five pounds off uh, Shishkin, and I think he's rapidly improving as well. So, who knows how far Grenatine can go this season? Uh, you mentioned the match fitness, uh, match fitness uh, fighting talk from Nichols as well, wasn't it in the week? So it's uh, two votes uh, for Grenatine. I think he could take a lot of pegging back, um, and a couple of these, obviously, you know, Shishkin, Edward Stone, they're having their first run of the season as well. So. This has been the, the Gold Cup, if you like, I reckon, for Grenatine. And what a weight-carrying performance it was. So, yeah, we're, we're going in on Grenatine yet again. And uh, let's hope they all stand their ground. Two to one, I think, is decent value. But uh, we might some have uh, some price boost later on in the show. Stay tuned for that. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. Right, uh, race two, Mr. Groom, is, of course, the uh, Boil Sports Beecher Handicap Chase 205 at entry on Saturday. 23 runners, four Irish Raiders, and uh, Willie Mullins, Rona McNally, uh, bringing over some uh, Irish Raiders. What way do you see this? It's, it's very competitive, anyway. Yeah, yeah, very competitive, of course. Uh, Jess Kill and Ashton Ad kind of top of the market there. Jess Kill coming in here after just failing to win the Grand Sefton and stepping up on trip is interesting, doesn't have any. Miles on the clock, and he showed obviously that can can handle defenses um, with the way he stayed on here the last time. And you know, if he stays up and trip, uh, he 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 will be a, a huge threat. Ashtown lad is interesting as well for the skeletons. You'd have to say the third to remaster there. It looks good for him over hurdles. And he's got not many miles on the clock from last season, where he's got mm. some nice staying handicap chase for him. I just thought 
the Mullins runners here were interesting. It wouldn't be like Willie to, to, to send a few over here for this race in particular, especially with the races back at home. Uh, there are two horses that I think will, this is Captain Kangaroo and Recite a Prayer. There are two horses that I think will handle the, you know, a decent ground quite well, kind of running through the summer. Captain Kangaroo is the one the market have, have promoted up there to, to, to be a first string, if you like, but Recite a Prayer was the one I liked at a much bigger price. I don't think there's a huge deal between them, to be honest, especially on the run uh, at Cork and the Cork National. There's only seven nights between them on soft, heavy ground there. Previously, that Recite a Prayer was second to Bustleton at Listowel. Probably would have been third if Hewick stood up. But that was a really big run. That's a really big run in a Kerry National. And he's 142 in Ireland, can run off 144 here with Brian Hayes on his back. I just didn't think there should be a huge as big a gap in the market between him and and um, Captain Kangaroo as there is. The other one I like is Clock Cap. Um, look, I was man on this horse for a Grand National a couple of seasons ago. It didn't work out for him then, but he's a wild old price here. Um, he's come right down the handicap. He's another one of these British handicap chasers has been given a right chance by the handicapper. Um, so for, consider- for the sake of the five cast, Mr. Grimm, come on, get off the fence. Yeah, I'd, I'd probably go. I'd probably swing a bit higher here and go with clock cap. Um, he's he's off a mark of 140. That's only four pounds higher than when he won the uh, Labrox Gold Trophy, Coral Gold Cup, as it is now. Um, like he's been given a right chance. To one. 22 to 1. 22 to 1 with Boyles, yeah. Uh, fifth first time out uh, on the Mile May course, was, uh, he was easy to back there, suggesting to me that it was a, a warm up run. Uh, should come good now. Um, yeah, I like him a lot. 20, 20, 22 yeah. to 1, I think, is, is a big old price. So I'm going to take a swing on him. Yeah, well, I'm going for an old flame in here, Mr. Groom. You probably know which way this is going. You mentioned Clot Cap. Bring it home the bacon. Of course, uh, a Hennessy winner. We also have another Hennessy winner in here called the Rasher Counter. You mentioned the, the weights are Clot Cap four pounds higher. Well, this horse is four pounds lower than when he won the Hennessy back in 2019. Obviously, he hasn't been the uh, the most straightforward horse to train, but I think Emma Lavelle has got this fella back on somewhat of a, an even keel. He's going to absolutely love the track. He came down in the National last year. He was hampered and brought down. So he has run over the uh, the entry fences. I think a big galloping track, similar to Newbury, at entry, flat track. I think this fella is, is, is going to see this fella at his best once again. And uh, the interesting thing, obviously, the weight is one. He's the top weight in here. Um, what's the old phrase? You don't give top weight to a donkey, Mr. Groom. He's a, a 10-year-old, but a lightly raced 10-year-old at that. So I think there could be more to come uh, from this. And I think as well, looking at you know the extended trip of the, the Grand National, three miles entry fences. This fella's a real solid jumper. Um, he, he, he'll absolutely have no problem on the ground. And when last seen... Um, in the veterans' chase up at uh, Warwick, I do believe, finished second. And so it was a real good effort. Um, and didn't go off without his supporters on that day. So Emma obviously has him back in 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 good fettle. I think he's a reasonable price at 14 to 1. If you wanted me to throw in another one into the mix, must mention Veliches, uh horses. They are running uh, well again. It's on two podcasts ago, we were speaking about how it was a massive worry. She seems to have got them got them rolling now. And uh, Didero Vallis. Uh, right down the bottom of the way. It's good on a big race, but for me, the selection is the Rasher counter, top weight. Um, I'm not sure I mentioned his name yet. Uh, so that is it. That is the uh, the Boyle Sports Beecher uh, Handicap Chase 205, the second race 
on the five cast. Get your selections down below. Boyle Sports has it all. Money back meetings every day. UK and Irish racing live streaming. Extra places and money back all losers offers. And a bet 10 get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting. Fantastic back and we're going to take a look now of course at uh, Fairy House and Fairy House on Sunday. The first race we're going to take a look at is the 125 run and we're speaking before declarations. We do have a fair idea as to, as to who's going to run. Uh, at the top of the market we have uh, Champ Kiley uh, with uh, Boyle Sports. Is he too short do you think? Are you willing to take him on? I can see him coming out a bit when the, I'd say it's a, like all bookies, both sports aren't taking any chances with him with the way the, the declarations will come through. So it's a bit of a defensively priced market, I guess. Uh, he was very impressive. He beat Brazil, who obviously went on and won the fishery lane. Uh, Cham Kiley showed loads of boot as well at, at Tipperary, which would be a, a track where you'd need to show, you know, a bit of turn of foot. And previously he'd won over a, a longer distance. So people might have been wondering whether, you know, he'd go out and trip or more of a stayer. But he showed plenty of speed that day. It looked impressive. Uh, Marine National, I'd give a big chance to. Uh, obviously, well respected by the market as well. Um, I it's thought been the long term plan. Like this has been Barry Connell's plan for yeah, basically all summer. Um, he's got Ennis Kerry in the Drim Moor, and it's been a long term plan for him as well. I was down to Barry Connell's there a few weeks ago. With some operation now. Talk about a place it's like a mini Bally Doyle it does not lack for investment anywhere and. Uh, I think you'll see more Barry Connell in the coming years uh, in these big races, the Grade Ones, and this this one, this horse could be one that gets him there this season. He, like he won at Punchestown in a canter, like easy. Uh, what probably wasn't the you know a world beat maiden hurdle, but he did it as he liked, mm. and he could be anything. But there, in fairness, the form of the bumper just, hasn't worked out so well with demand. That's true, yeah, but sure, bumper, bumper forms aren't worth much. Yeah, I'd much rather about doing over hurdles. <laughs> Look, uh, but the, look, there's there's loads in here that you could say could be anything in the pocket. Did a great time at Wexford. Yeah, he was uh, really Irish good at Wexford, wasn't he? He was good at Wexford, yeah. Uh, Pat Doro probably has a more solid uh, maiden hurdle form. The horse he beat at Galway, it's what unites us, went on and won a good maiden hurdle at Cork. Pat Doro beat him very well. Uh, I imagine he goes it's, here. It's, it's, it's going to be the moment of the weekend, rounding the bend for home, and it's uh, Pat Doro in the centre. That's my uh, Jerry Hallen impression for the uh, the show, Mr. Groom. I absolutely love this horse. We spoke about him, didn't we? Uh, put him up as a, a horse to uh, follow um, on, our, on, on our jumpers to uh, follow show for the season. He's come out, he's won his maiden hurdle. As you mentioned, the form has worked out decent. Uh, Punchestown. Uh, the bumper was it the concluding bumper of the Punchestown Festival that he won last season? Um, obviously, lightly raced. You're going to hear from Keith Donahue in a moment. He is our special guest. He will be riding Pat Doro on Sunday. I spoke to Keith earlier on uh, today. And the one thing he did mention to me was uh, this horse, he wasn't 100% wound up at Galway. And to, to win the way he did, I thought was impressive. I asked him the question, is this horse a two-miler? Do you see him as a two-miler? Because Gavin was mentioning in Stable Tours, potentially up and trip. So uh, spring festivals are obviously in my infirm. I think he's bags of talent. I love the way he jumped on debut. As you said, the form has worked out really well. It's Watts Unites has beaten Embassy Gardens in Cork. Um, I love the way he jumped in particular. And uh, I would make Pat Doro my selection. I think he's a big price at 7-1. to one. Champ Kiley will drift. There's no way he goes off that price. Um, and if you're going to back Pat Doro, I'd imagine back him now because... As we know, 
Gavin has targeted this race in the past. My mate Mozzie went off favoured for it last season. Um, local track, I could see this uh, uh, plunging, being the plunge of the race. Pat Doro uh, would be the play here. But as you say, really competitive race. Um, but I think this horse is, uh, I think he's a smart horse. I said Pat Doro. Um, so what's your selection? Oh, Joe, yeah, I think Pat Doro is probably the, the the nicest price option at the moment. We'll see which way the, the the race shapes up when the declarations come in. But yeah, as I said, I, as you said, even I, I like the way he did it at at Galway. Um, it really kicked on there from a good horse, and it's what's United in that form has has taken a step forward as well with what Gordon's horse did down at Cork. So mm. Pat Doro do for me as well. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports. This is betting. Right, so the next uh, race we're going to take a look at at uh, Fairy House, of course, is the Drinmore. And is this all about Gordon Elliott? How many would he declare? Obviously, Tree Stripe Life, uh, Mighty Potter. He's another one in there as well, doesn't he? Hollow Games, Run a Groom. What way do you see it? Uh, currently at the prices, what way are you leaning? Yeah, look, so you know, I, I, we're working off uh, still at entry stage here, but I imagine Tree Stripe Life and Mighty Potter are going to run Hollow Games. I think might. Uh, Gordon mentioned that you go to Navin next week and then possibly on to Leopardstown after that, sticking to two miles. Um, I imagine I've adamantly chosen a run. Ennis Kerry will run for Barry Connell and El Barra will probably run as well. Um, and Bambridge would be really interested for me if he did run. I think he could end up going off favourite marginally. I thought he was very good. Will he run? That's the question, yeah. If he ran here, you'll if he I think he'd be close to favourite. Um look, he I thought he jumped really well at Cheltenham. Before that he'd be a good horse in Indigo Breeze, be really easily at, at Gordon for his debut. Uh, I th- I think if he went from the front here he'd take some stop and but we don't know if he's going to take his chance at the moment because that run was only a couple three weeks ago at Cheltenham. I which, don't horse see has the, which horse has the biggest engine in the race, Mister Groom? I've no doubt about which horse has the biggest engine, and it is Mighty Potter, in my view. Yeah, possibly, but um, he jumped like a bag of hammers. Yeah. I could see him jumping a lot better here, like settling in or following a horse rather than what he had to do at Down Royal on his own. In off a, a stronger pace could, could just suit him. Um, he, he probably should have won the Royal Bond last year um, on this card. I like Three Stripe Life, as you know. I, I think he, he has loads of upside. You must, think he wins, that, uh, you must think he wins here if you put him up on the Monday show. I, like, I'd be very disappointed if he didn't go close. Like The, the angle behind him was, I know he's good at Cheltenham uh, off the back of his run in the Ballymore last season. Like That's, to me, uh, like Mighty Potter had a couple of grade ones. Three Stripe Life was just behind him at Leopardstown, and, and Mighty Potter won a punch to town. But... If you're picking a piece of form that was stand out between the two of them last season, Tree Stripe Life running up behind Sir Gerhard, um, to me, would be probably the best form and offer here. Um, okay, so you're going with Tree Stripe Life. I'll go with Tree Stripe Life tentatively, yeah, off the, off, not knowing the... Okay, the just to show the, of the prices currently, two to one, Tree, tree Stripe Life, uh, Bambridge, 11 to four with Brand Sports. Uh, Mighty Potter is in at 11 to four. Hollow Games, as you mentioned, unlikely to probably go here. He's in at nine to two. The Devil's Coachman, five to one. Adamantly chosen, eight to one. El Beda, an eight to one chance. In a scary nines, Delvino, tens, impervious, uh, 10 to one. Of course, she did run 
in the uh, Royal Bond last season. Um, just looking at it, look, for me, if they all run strictly on chasing form and what I've seen to date, I'd be very interested in Bambridge moving up and trip, as you mentioned. Um, so I really hope to see him. As you mentioned, he's had two starts over fences, uh, jumped like a buck over two miles. I'm not sure if this horse has the class to win a grade one over two miles, but I think stepping him up and trip, the way he jumps, I think he could really get these in trouble here. Um, I'm really keen to see how Mighty Potter jumps. I wouldn't be holding my breath. I didn't like what I saw in the north. And um, if they all run at the moment, the one I'm most interested in is in Banbridge. So for the sake of the five cast, it's Banbridge uh, for me in the Drinmore. If he runs, I think he's a, he's a massive, massive player. Download the Boil Sports app and receive generous offers for new and existing customers. Boil Sports, this is betting. Before we come on to race five, we're going to now hear the thoughts of Keith Donoghue. Did mention uh, that uh, he does ride Pat Doro in the big race on Sunday, the uh, Royal Bond Novices Hurdle. Now let's hear the thoughts of Keith Donoghue, who's having a cracking season, over 30 winners, and has already beaten last year's tally. Let's hear the thoughts of Keith. Things are going well, of course, a fantastic uh, victory up at uh, your local Navin last week. Things couldn't be better, I'm sure. Yeah, no, things are going great. Yeah, um, it was it was great to great to get get to win a big handicap like the Tri Town, and sure, when it's local track in Navan, it makes it even better. Absolutely, and uh, he didn't just win; he fairly blitzed them as well. No, he was really good. You know, I knew the track would suit him, and uh, you know, stiff finish, and he's a real stayer, and uh, you know, he could, he couldn't have done it any better. I can't wait to ask you about this horse, Pat Doro. How exciting is he? Yeah, no, he's very exciting. Obviously, bumper. The form of that race worked out really well, and then we went to Galway, and, and I was just ready to start, and he he won, and we wouldn't have been surprised if he had got beat that day, but he still won, and he couldn't have done it any more impressively. And then the second horse came out and won since to thank the form. So um, look at the, obviously it's a step up going into a Grade One now. We'll know more after Sunday whether he's a two miler or he wants to go up and trip, but we're we're looking forward to. Well, that was my next question. How sharp do you think he is, and do you think? Do you honestly think he's a two-miler? I think so. I, I think he's sharpened up a lot since Galway. Um, do I think he's a two-miler? Yeah, but I can also see him going up and trip. You know, he's a very, he's a very versatile horse. And uh, spring festivals, is that is that the dream? That's the dream. To get to, get to Cheltenham for a Supreme or a Ballymore, that's, that's the dream, isn't it? Okay. We're, all, we're, all, we're, all, we're all looking for that dream. <laughs> <laughs> I wish you the best for him. Looking forward to seeing him. And just actually, finally, before we move on from him, I was impressed with his jumping. He jumped pretty well at Galway, didn't he? Yeah, no, he's a good jumper. He's, he's very quick and he's plenty of scope. And, uh, yeah, no, his jumping should be no problem. Yeah, sticking with just Gavin's novices very quickly. Uh, obviously, down Royal, um, the maiden hurdle was it on the Saturday in Victus Manchin. Um, he looked like he was just dropped in at the last. He must have an engine. Yeah, no, it was going to go at that end. He's probably still a part of it. And uh, I wouldn't say it was the strongest maiden hurdles, but you couldn't have been more impressed by him. But um, you have to step up now when he goes into Nav's company. And the mayor, or the filly, La, La Malmaison, she looked good. Yeah, she was very good. Um, she, she jumped well and got in the hawk that day, and she stayed at it well. And, you know, her first time out, so it's going to be plenty improved for her. And uh, she'll be one to look forward to now when she's a bit of soft ground there. And, yeah, she definitely won one we one we think a bit of. Yeah, super. Any any plans with her? We should we see her at Christmas maybe? 
I think they might actually go to England before Christmas. They might go to Haydock on the 17th for a mayor's novice there. I think the listed race, I, I, I think that could be the plan. There's not many options for mayors like that this time of year. They're hard enough to place, so probably more more races for her in the spring. Vanillier obviously has an entry for the John Durkin. He must be one you're looking for. Do you think we'll see him in the John Durkin? Is that the plan? Yeah, I think I think that's the plan. Getting more confidence, just getting more experience over them trips, and uh, I'd say the national is his long-term plan. The national, wow, okay. And uh, Jeremy's flame. How is she? Because she's been some money, money, money spinner for connections, Keith. Yeah, so she 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 she's a brilliant mare. So, um, you know, she she got her black type win over fences the last day in Nice, and uh, she's very consistent mare. She always runs a race, and um, she won some prize money. You know, she she she's she's a brilliant mare. Yeah, looking at a couple of the entries that Keith just ahead of of the weekend, um, Gavin has uh, I suppose a couple entered on Saturday and Sunday outside of Pat Doro. Anything sort of stick out from your side? Uh, I think a mayor on Saturday called Debbie Linda that I won on in Cork the last day. Um, I, I really I like her now, and she 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 should rerun a good race hopefully. Who's flooring Porter? How did he come out of his uh, his, his his return at Navan? Yeah, obviously I don't ride him much. Pretty McGrath ride him out uh, every day, but he's up to sharp enough well from it. And, uh, I'd say there'll be plenty of proof in on the next day. And, uh, you know, I'd say he come Cheltenham time, he'll be the one they all have to be. Before we wrap up, best chance of a winner this weekend, first of all. Derry Linda. Second question. Derek, first for the season. One cool lady. One cool lady. How do you see her? Maybe in a major hurdle and tomorrow next week, maybe. Super. Keith, gentlemen, wish you well for the rest of the day at Turles and uh, looking forward to seeing you on Sunday. Thanks, Barry. Thank you. Uh, but race uh, five run, I'm going to come on to, and we don't actually have prices for this at the moment, but uh, plenty of fancy ones in here, I'm sure. We mentioned Nibru uh, for Tony Martin. He's two entered in the race. Um, Currently, at the moment, there's 26 entered. I'm sure they all won't go. But who's catching your eye and who are you going to plunge on uh, for the for five cast uh, purposes in this uh, handicap three oh five at Fairy House Grade A, who's the who's the pick? Yeah, so I like a couple, um, two just that picked against the field, um, and I hope they are declared. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if one of them isn't. That one might be an epic song. This horse bolted up at Punchtown last season, uh, but it was on heavy ground over two miles and three furlongs. It was a real plunge horse on the day, really well backed, went right away. Uh, laid on, I think he's got loads in hand off 136. But whether we see him here on 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 ground that mightn't just be suitable over trip that might just be on the sharp side, I don't know. Um, the one I think that will run, and I mentioned him on our uh, as a tracker horse on our road to Cheltenham series earlier, is Lucky Max for Sean Doyle. Mm. I think he's interested now. He's off a mark of 129. Um, as I said, that at that stage he was interested. He went over to Dan Skelton's, didn't work out from over in Britain. Come back to Sean Doyle, a couple of runs over fences didn't work out, but back over hurdles. What what he was good at initially when he was with uh, with Sean, he, he ran uh, in the Brown Lad and, and and went very close to winning uh, against Watchhouse Cross and Vina Ardanza. Like that's a good good handicap hurdle. It was a big field. And the front tree came clear there. It's good form. Like back to what he did over this distance, two miles, is was his bread and butter when he was progressing for Sean Doyle initially. He won three in a row over this trip. And he was seventh to call me Lyrene in the big two mile handicap hurdle uh, at the Double Racing Festival. What the race used to be the Pierce hurdle, always very, very competitive. He's three pounds lower than that now and possibly in a better shape now as an older horse. So I just thought he could be one that could go well at a big price. I'd imagine he'd be. 
when uh, when boy sports go and price this up it'll be in and around the 20 to 1 mark which it would do for me Boyle Sports, this is betting. Right, it's time for the five cast uh, wrap up. Mr. Goom, going to run through the races once again and uh, get your biros and start playing this uh, five cast. Get the comments uh, down below for a chance, of course, to be in uh, with a chance of winning, of course, a 20 pound euro free bet next on next week's show. We've 13 entries. We're going to do that draw after we play this week's five cast, Mr. Groom. Uh, the first race is the uh, 255 at Sandown on Saturday. Selection, please. Yeah, Clock Cap. The Tinkle Creek. Grenatine. Grenatine. Uh, fantastic. The uh, 125 at Fairyhurst, the Royal Bond. Uh, Path Doro. Path Doro. Right, the uh, 155, the Drinmore at Fairyhurst on Sunday. Give me a selection. Tree Stripe Life. Okay, fantastic. And uh, the uh, Race 5. You go with Epic Song? No, I'll go with Lucky Max. I'm not sure an epic song will be declared. Okay, Lucky Max, right. I'm going to go Tingle Creek, Grenadine, Beach, your handicap chase uh, at entry. I am going with uh, the Rasher Counter, the Royal Bond, Pat Doro, the Drinmore, Banbridge, and uh, in the uh, final race of the five cast, race five, I'm going Iker Allen for Willie Mullins, JP McManus, and uh, I'd imagine Mark Walsh will ride. Right, Mr. Groom, it's uh, time for the best bets section of the show. Um, we're gonna. You can have three best bets if you like. Uh, who are you going with? Best bets of the weekend. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna back both of those horses in the in the beacher, the boy sports beacher, uh, clock cap and recited prayer. So I'm gonna dutch the two of them as a selection. Um, best bets and my other best bet well, probably will yeah it'd be very interesting lucky max if he goes at fairy house at a big price i think i'll play him possibly i could each way terms on on sunday morning yeah i'm gonna go throw a couple in i will back grenadine a uh, fantastic price i think against shishkin happy to take him on with grenadine uh friday exeter i'm gonna back shake him up barry that's uh, certainly of interest and that's a novice handicap chase on at exeter we're recording this on Thursday, so that is tomorrow. And a couple, to, I will actually back Pat Doro as well. That's uh, seven to one with uh, Boyle Sports. And I mentioned uh, we don't have prices as of yet, but I will also be backing Paul Nolan's in the bumper on Sunday at uh, Fairy at Fairy House. So in that four-year-old bumper. So that's uh, my lot for the weekend. Um, Rudder Group, we do have some enhancements to uh, tell listeners about uh, very quickly before we come on to the draw. And uh, that is, of course, we're going to put up the uh, champ.ie nap and NB of the weekend, and we're going to get them enhanced with Boyle Sports. So the nap this week, the champ.ie nap, goes the way of Grenatine. And uh, Boyle Sports have been very, very kind. They've gone from 15 to 8 to 9 to 4. So a chance to get on that before noon tomorrow. And uh, the NB Shake em Up Barry at Exeter on Friday. Uh, you can avail of four to one. He has been uh, well punted in places, but you can get four to one. So that is an enhancement on Shake em Up Barry at Exeter on Friday. So that is the champ that he nap and next best, Mr. Groom. And now it's time for the draw. We had 13 people who qualified. Plenty of interest last week in the five cast, but 13 had two winners or more. 
and we will run down through them. Far Koppel, Kieran Calvin, Chris Neville had three winners uh, in the five cast last week. He goes into the draw. Stuart Edridge, uh, he napped Zanza, Mr. Groom. Congratulations to you. I think he was, was he 12 to 1 when you put him up last week? 12 to 1, yeah. Got one yeah. right. Yeah, well, you got a good price winner as well. Well, Stuart Edridge actually naps Anza. He goes into the draw. Uh, Stevie uh, Boyd, Aza Petit, uh, Carl Mount, Craig Sutherland, Shane Woods, Stefan O'Cara, Patrick Hickey. Congratulations, the big dog he had last week. Um, a pride, oh boy, uh, goes into the draw. And uh, Chris Benson. You had three winners, so congratulations. Get your five casts in for next week. Once again, the prize is a 20 euro free bet with Boyle Sports. Right, the Golden Chalice. The uh, Boyle Sports uh, Golden Chalice. Going to have a good shuffle around here. Make sure we can see the chalice now. We don't want the FIFA FIFA job here. You can see the chalice. It's on screen. There you go. Uh, And the winner this week is... Qatar. It's come from a pucker pie, uh, from a pucker pie notepad. The winner is Far Capel. Far Capel, congratulations. You have won uh, the uh, five cast for this week. And uh, get in touch either on, on Twitter DMs. You can also uh, send us an email to champ.ie at gmail.com or you can just. Uh, messages in the comments below but congratulations to you Ronan that has been episode number 12 of the season we'll be back on Monday let's hope Tree Stripe Life does the business for you in the Road to Cheltenham Challenge we'll have uh, the big MV back in the hot seat next week he will be uh, driving the show uh, once again but I've enjoyed this format uh, on the Thursday show and uh, thanks very much to the sponsors yet again Boyle Sports and uh, we move on have a fantastic weekend Ronan are you heading up on Sunday? Heading down Sunday, yeah, we should mention the Honeysuckle. Can't wait to see her. I think it'll be a momentous occasion. Uh, she should get the business done, really, shouldn't she? And uh, it'll be one of those ones where you, you kind of have to be there to see it. So looking forward yeah. to it, yeah. It's a Hatton's full of grace. Actually, just before we wrap up, where are you standing on it? Constitution Hill or Honeysuckle? Go on, get off the fence now before the weekend. Yeah, I think Constitution Hill, it's, it's hard to see past them after what he did. But... Um, no one stopped me cheering for Honeysuckle, and I think she. Um, there's one bit of I've one bit of doubt that Honeysuckle was only doing enough, only doing enough last season, only only kind of doing what she had to, and uh, so there's that I'm clinging on to that part that she could be able to go with Constitutional at the very least, and possibly give them a race come the day. Got, they have I've to got, go I've, and wait and meet you. They have I to actually have, get there first, so we'll see. I have one question for you, because I do think this will happen. Genuinely. Do you think, or could you see Constitution Hill beating Honeysuckle in the champion hurdle without coming off the bridle? Because I do. I could see it happening, yeah, I could. I'm not going to lie, I could see it happening. It's a possibility. Am I going to say, are you saying it's going to happen? I think it's highly likely. I think he's an You think it's highly likely? I think he's an absolute weapon and we'll see you next week. Inside the final 150 yards, this is a special year, and it's a Hattons full of great. And it's an argument opening up a clear advantage in the closing stages. A breath of fresh air over fences is going to stay at the helm of the two mile novices. An argument by Boyle Sports has it all. 
money-back meetings every day. UK and Irish Racing live streaming. Extra places and money-back all losers offers. And a bet 10, get 40 welcome offer. Boyle Sports, this is betting.